So the Amazon hustle is going to be a series that I will be bringing to you guys bi-weekly, maybe weekly if you guys like it. Leave a comment down below if you guys enjoyed it. But it's pretty much going to be um, an interview style series where I bring on my six-figure Amazon seller friends and hopefully we can bring you guys some good entertainment and some good information to help you level up on Amazon. So enjoy the first episode, which is with my friend, Oscar, where he was able to go from his nine to five job to a full-time Amazon seller in the middle of the pandemic. So that's enough talking. Let's get right into the interview and I hope you guys enjoy it. Could you kind of like, just let the people know who you are? Yeah. So my name is Oscar. Uh, you know, I've been selling on Amazon for basically three years now, uh, started like in 2018 or 19. I forget the year, honestly, okay. but you started you know, before start the pandemic, um, before the whole Corona stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, correct. So, yeah, so I started off doing a little drop shipping. Uh, I had a mentor who was helping me out, but it was wholesale drop shipping, not, oh, okay. uh, not that fake drop shipping with like Alibaba and all that mm -hmm. stuff. You know, it, it was a legit uh, drop shipping on Amazon, which Amazon allows you to do. So, okay. and you know, so that caught my attention because this guy, he was legit doing it. You know, it was a real actual business. And then, you know, once the pandemic hit, I really started seeing the sales really come in. So, you know, I, I saw it as a real opportunity for sure. So 2020, you know, I was still learning the game, still trying to flip stuff. And then come 2021, I really say I mastered it last year. Mm -hmm. So, and then, yeah, I managed to quit my job last October, actually. Oh, and so, congrats. So now I'm moving forward. Here we are. <laughs> All right. I got a couple of questions for you. First off is what made you like have you ever sold on ebay or poshmark or like was amazon like your first type of reselling thing uh, that's a good question uh i actually started on ebay for a while so i've been actually i guess flipping stuff mm -hmm. for a bit but but i would always flip like a Yu-Gi-Oh card or something like that okay. so I, okay. I would just buy them and then sell them but not like at scale though just a little side thing on the side just like to make a little extra, yeah. extra money so yeah. What made you want to go into Amazon? Honestly, you know, I still can't even figure that out for myself. It just, <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, I just had the opportunity. And again, it was my mentor. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, something about it just seemed legit the way he was doing it. And so right. I, I got serious with this. So, you know, I bought his course, uh, you know, got cool with him and everything. And so he was teaching me some stuff. And I mean, literally that first week or so when I made my account and listed my first products, I made a sale. Oh wow! So from that, I was like, "Yeah, this this thing is serious. It's it's legit." <laughs> you said that you started before Corona, and I know I started before mm. Corona also. But I started with selling used books, and the minute mm. that Corona hit and they started to get serious and they started to close down everything, mm. I know um I no longer had a source of being able to go to thrift stores because all the stores were closed. So. I pivoted from doing used books to doing groceries. So when Corona hit and everything like um, got shut down, were you still able to do the same things you were doing before? Or did you have to kind of change the way you worked to get products? Yeah, so same situation. So, you know, I drop shipped a lot of like uh, home decor products. Okay. I was getting into that category. So it was working out. But then, yeah, like you said, too, uh, there was a lot of issues when all this stuff happened. And my suppliers like, I would list stuff and it would take literally a month for them to oh, wow. even ship them out. So, and luckily the customers were cool with it. You know, mm -hmm. they didn't file complaints against me, but when I saw that for all my orders, I was like, man, I need to switch it up. Cause right. I don't know if I could keep doing this. So yeah, I did the same as you. I started actually, uh, I took another course that same year actually. And the, 
that really opened my eyes to what a replant was in the Amazon. Oh, replants are my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so just like you, you know, I started diving into like groceries and more sustainable categories, especially right. during all these times. So I was like, and it, it, that's what really started scaling me too. For anybody who's watching that doesn't know what a replant is, that is a replenishable item. And it's pretty much an item that you can buy over and over. And it's also an item that a customer will buy over and over, such as like groceries. Like somebody has their favorite cereal. They'll buy that mm -hmm. once every week or their favorite soap or like things like that. So it's just products that you can get over and over and then sell to the same person over and over or sell a lot of times compared to like when I say sell a used books, I'll buy one used book from the thrift store. Mm -hmm. And then once I sell it, that's the end of it. So I really mm -hmm. like replenishables because it makes my sourcing job a lot easier. Cause when I go to the grocery store or I do my online um, um, arbitrage, I know exactly what I want. I kind of know how, how many I want and I, and like mm -hmm. already have proof that it's going to sell. So that's pretty much what a replan is for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah. So basically you, you first started with FBM. Do you still do FBM now or do you do FBA also? Cause you said that you do replans and stuff now. So how does, uh, like, how does it work now? Yeah. So I kind of cut off the FBM aspect this year, like, uh, probably a month or two ago mm -hmm. i decided i don't i really don't want to do fbm anymore just because it's not as scalable but uh the only time i will do fbm now is if i have return products they look yeah. good but but maybe they're about to expire mm -hmm. quicker than what amazon wants me to send them so something like that yeah i'll fbm it and just get rid of it but moving forward i really don't want to do fbm anymore though i have if you could like if you'll be able to see over there i have like shelves of things that i do fbm mm -hmm. but fbm really is isn't my um main focus because like you said i do fb like i don't go out looking for products to do fbm the only time i do a product for fbm is if i'm in the store and i'm scanning something and i see that there's no fba offers but the fbm offers are high enough for me to actually make a profit on it and then yeah. instead of waiting for two to for like one or two weeks for it to get to the fba um mm -hmm. thing i'll just do fbm or if I get a return or on, on like books or video games, or if they're sitting in um, FBA too long and like they're not selling, I'll just pull them back so I can take that sp that like space for something else that actually could sell yeah. uh, like like a lot faster. When I talked to you yesterday, you said that you had to. Um, it was it was either yesterday or the day before yesterday. You said you had to. You had a new student. So are you like a teacher? Do you do you have a course? Uh, yes. Yeah, so no, I don't offer a course. I know I've okay. had people DM me about you know, buying a course, but I just, I don't feel like I'm at that level to even drop one, first okay. of all. And two, it's just, I mean, a course is a commitment. If you make a course, if, you know, if you're really legit, you have to commit to your people, you know, and that takes time, mm -hmm. which I, I don't have right now because I'm still trying to scale my business. So, but as far as anything, I mean, I just offer consolation calls and okay. uh, on the links in my bio. So, you know, people will take me up on those offers. But, yeah, I got someone who, uh, like, two days ago, I think, or three days mm -hmm. ago, they hit me up directly and really wanted some deep mentoring stuff. So, you know, this person literally paid for, like, five straight hours of just learning yesterday. So they oh, paid wow. me a good amount of money for right. that. So uh, I spent the whole morning literally just teaching them all the basics. All this Did you start from, like, so many step methods. one, how to, like, sign up? Or was it just, like, how to get products or how to ship products or uh no they already had the account already to say for okay. a couple of months but they were just there i mean they were like if on and off about it 
Right. So, and they said they were going from content creator to content creator, and they really like my stuff, mm-hmm. like personally, because I, I seem the most legit to them compared to some of these other guys who just, <laughs> you know, flash the fancy stuff. And yeah. Stuff. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, I guess in a way you could say, yeah, this is probably my first actual, like, real student that I'm mm-hmm. really going to try to help hopefully scale up to the point where they can quit their job and everything. I mean, because I've also had other people who took calls with me and I'll still like help them out for sure. Right. But this first time I guess as you could say it's my really first student and they came at me offering this type of mentorship. So you know, it's not like I really pushed anything like that out there. My question is how likely or possible yeah. is it that a person can actually start doing Amazon and actually quit their regular nine to five? Is that something like, are you special or is there like, something that you did that's special or can anybody actually do that Uh, i think if you're willing to work you're willing to be patient and yeah i think those are the two main things honestly and you're willing to go through your losses i think anybody can do this business uh you know i barely graduated high school with d's and c's (laughs) me too me me too i am not the smartest person so (laughs) i was but i just lazy mess with it yeah i just didn't bother with it uh, you know, so I barely graduated high school. Uh, I went to college for a semester, but it, honestly, it didn't feel like it was for me. So I dropped mm-hmm. out of it too. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it like, it's a long, hard process to learn, but the work to do it is really simple once you get the hang of it. So it doesn't take too much thought process into it once you get it going, you know? So right. I, I do believe if someone is really, really ambitious and willing to learn this model, you know, you, you should be able to quit this, I mean, your job and actually do this full time. Um, I also agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. I think one of like, I make like a lot of YouTube videos about um, selling on Amazon FBA and um, FBM, but I, but like, I never say I'm an expert. I just show people what the, like the prop, I just show people what I wish I wouldn't knew when I first started. Yeah. So like, that's pretty much what I'm doing. But um, I get a lot, like a lot of people who say they want to start doing Amazon FBA or, um, mm-hmm. and, and then they want to quit quit their job and then when you talk to them like a month later they they moved on to like the next big thing to like make money i really believe every person can do pretty much anything in the world if they actually stick to it and like go through the fails and like learn from their failures but i think that most people see like that shiny penny pick it up hold it for Mm. like a couple of minutes and then move on to the next thing so i think if people actually just stuck with it then they then like they could like quit their job or at least have a nice side hustle to yeah. where like it's like paying off some like some like some real bills in like their life mm-hmm. yeah we have like a lot of different ways as amazon sellers that we can get products from retail arbitrage <laughs> online arbitrage wholesaling private labeling what is your favorite way of getting products uh wholesalers and mainly because you get the volume like in one order you know mm-hmm. versus Versus doing OA or RA where you're having to buy multiple orders, wasting all that time. With wholesale, you buy it one time, boom, and it'll last you for like a month at least. Right. So that's my favorite method. But I mean, the other ones aren't too bad, but that's definitely my favorite way. This is is a personal question for me. I do like a lot of retail arbitrage and I'm just moving into wholesaling. But the way I get my products from wholesaling to, to like get to do wholesaling is I pick the ones that do the best in retail arbitrage, like my best read plans. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll go find an item at a grocery store. It has everything I'm looking for. I'll do a test buy of like buy five of them. And if those yeah. sell good, then I'll do another test buy of mm-hmm. 10. If those sell good, then I'll do a month worth of it. And if that sells good, then I know it's a wholesaling 
product that I maybe want to look in and contact the manufacturer. Or I've learned that at least, at the very least, I can contact the um, manager of the store and, and like kind of talk to them and at, at least get a discount from the store if I buy a hundred of them or 200 of them. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you go about finding your wholesale products or? Oh, well, first of all, there's really no secret. It's just a point of work, <laughs> honestly. Okay. Like, it's funny like people think there's this golden nugget to doing this and right. really it's just putting in the work. But yeah, I'll do something similar like you actually. I'll do the same thing. Oh, okay. I'll test I'll test five. So if it sells out within a week, I'll go 10. Mm -hmm. That sells out really fast, I'll go 20. And then, you know, just the same thing that you just explained right now. Oh, okay. And, that makes sense. And yeah, I'll do like you said, I'll even talk to some managers, try to uh, get some stuff in bulk, get the volume in there if it's possible. Mm -hmm. and, if, and if not, you know, one thing you can do is definitely contact the brand itself. So like if you're contacting Kraft Cheese or whatever, like they're a big brand. You can just contact them. You can try opening an account with them, but I, 99% uh, chance they're not going to open an account with you directly. Yeah. But, I mean, you can always try. Uh, if they decline that, then you can simply ask them for any distributors, uh, preferably ones that are in your state or, you know, close to where you live at, mm -hmm. a different country maybe. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if you can save on shipping or maybe even pick it up, that saves you so much money as well. Right. So, you know, I'll request for all the distributors, wholesalers that carry all their products. So I live here in Texas. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask for the whole list of them and, you know, they'll give them to you. And then you can just call every single one of them up and see what happens. That's actually a good idea. I've, I never thought about that. If like the big companies, Lego or whoever doesn't want to give you mm -hmm. an account because you're not big enough, then you could just get their wholesalers and their distributors. That's actually a yeah. very good idea. Do you have the product sent to you or do you do a prep center or like how do you handle that? Uh, so my main uh, suppliers that we get our products from probably make up 80% of our business and they're mm -hmm. more local to us. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense for us to prep the products right. all together versus sending it to a prep center. So we do everything in-house currently. You say we, is it just you now or do you have like a team? Yeah. I mean, it's always been me and my wife, you know, she okay. helps me prep for sure. And right. then recently I hired a V8 now to help source for us. So she's part of the team now too. And I'll probably hire someone else maybe within a month or so to mm -hmm. outsource more prepping because it's definitely taking us time, just the two of us now. So, right. I'm at the point now to where I want to hire my first um, employee. I want somebody to come here and like do the um, prepping and the packing. But mm -hmm. also I was looking for um, looking into getting a VA, but I'm not at the point to where I know exactly what I want my VA to do. So you say you have your VA do sourcing. So you pretty much just pay your VA and then they go online and look for deals or how does that work out? Uh, so I, I, okay. So we can go a whole topic on the VA part actually. When I started with my VA, uh, most people, they want to hire a VA with Amazon experience, right? Because right. they have that knowledge. I went the other way and hired someone with no experience. And so I taught them my way of sourcing that I wanted my ah, materials, everything. Right. right. And lucky me, they caught on so fast. It only took like two, three days of training to mm -hmm. really get them on and so yeah so they'll just uh i tell them you know source 10 leads a day uh because i mean that's, that should be enough for them at least to handle just to keep learning the process because me i could find 10 in an hour but oh, okay. i'm okay with them doing 10 in a day so you know every morning i'll wake up they'll text me and i'll just hop on the laptop and they'll already have a list of 10 products on a google sheet so i'll just skim through them uh, add them to cart of its OA products and I'll just buy them. Yeah. And I mean, aside from that, I also have my VA uh, inserting my uh, like buy cost. If I buy something, I'll screenshot a 
picture of the invoice or receipt, send it to okay. them, make them add it to a Google sheet. Yeah, just simple admin tasks like that. If I was brand new to like starting Amazon and I was thinking about doing it, like what way would you recommend for me? Because I have my way that I recommend mm. people to start Amazon. What is your way you would recommend somebody brand new, but I want to start Amazon? What should I do? Uh, do you mean starting like which method? Like OAR? Or okay, let's go. How much money do I need to start and which method should I start with? So money was, I mean, you can really start this uh, I say at least a hundred just to open the actual seller account and have something to at least. Let me ask you one quick question. When I open up my seller's account, can I, can I get the free account or should I, or should I get the paid account? Honestly, if you can, I would get the paid account. Okay. I think the yeah. free account, if I remember correctly, you don't get the buy box as nope. much. And nope. I think you're gated. I, I, yeah. I, I know there's some other stuff that really like uh, limits you. So I would yeah. really get the paid subscription first. Okay. Okay. So, and I mean, if you have if you have a job, you know, don't be afraid to put forty bucks aside from your job to pay for it until you just for you to keep learning the process. Right. You know? Okay. So um, I got two hundred dollars. I bought the paid account. So now, should I do retail arbitrage, online arbitrage? Should I just jump straight into wholesaling? What should I do? I would not do wholesale right away because <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what the hell you doing. I mean, you could. There's wholesalers who you can open accounts with a hundred bucks. The problem with that is that you're going to be competing with bigger sellers who get discounts. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I would do either OA or RA. Honestly, okay. uh, you don't want. Neither one is wrong. They're both the same. One, you're just going in the store. Another one, you're just sitting on the laptop. So yeah. it's all the same thing. But yeah, I would do either one if possible and just, you know, scan keyword search products and yeah, just keep going till you find some stuff. Should I worry about being ungated or should I just work with what I have at the moment? Uh, if you're doing, if you're starting with 200 books, I would yeah. worry about what you're not gated in. Okay, which because, I think is like, I think like home decor, you're not in, um, gated in when you first start, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, home decor, uh, if you do like Walmart or Target, those brands aren't gated either. So okay. you can start off with those products too. You you mean you mean like the actual brand Walmart stuff or do you just mean the stuff that they sell in the store? Uh, the actual brand Walmart. So like okay. Great Value, uh, Better Homes and Garden. Uh, right. E Equay, like all those brands. And do I need any type of software or can I just use the seller essential website and um, app on my phone or do I need to get some type of special software? Yeah. Uh, I would suggest you get Keepa from the get-go. That's probably more important than the Amazon seller app itself, honestly. Okay. So yeah, Amazon seller app and Keepa is really all you need to even run this business. Uh, Keepa will basically, you know, source all your product. It will tell you whether it sells, whether it moves, if, you know, uh, sellers are tanking it, all right. that stuff. So, so you basically, yeah, so, so you think Keeper, Keeper is one of those softwares that everybody should like really know how to function with, because that's pretty, pretty much going to guide you into if a product is worth buying or like not buying. Yes. Because when I started, I didn't even use Keeper for a year. I didn't even know it, it existed. Right. So had I known about Keeper, I would have really escalated even more my first year. What do you think are some mistakes that new Amazon sellers make? Uh, the better question is what mistakes aren't you going to make? <laughs> <laughs> so people uh, make like a lot, right? Yes. Uh, and which is good and normal, you know, because uh, if you don't make those mistakes, you're not going to learn what to do in certain situations. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of the mistakes people make up front are probably like mental mistakes, you know, they okay. compare themselves to other people who are doing bigger numbers and stuff. On Instagram, and so, looking at those other yes. numbers, yeah. And so that, you know, this, that discourages them and kind of 
puts their motivation down and stuff. And so it, it really gets you down to not even want to do it as much. But I mean, you also got to think everybody has their own journey, you know, so you can't go based on someone else's uh, little journey either. Right. But I mean, yeah, and people, they think this is a get rich thing. I always tell people, you know, unless you're willing to do this for a full year, probably not making any money or making so many mistakes, this probably isn't going to be for you, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because this is a long-term thing you know it took me probably it's a, it's two, a business yeah i mean that's just with any business too i mean it's right. not just an amazon thing it's just business in general exactly so. that's like one of the things that i tell people that when you first start on amazon don't think in two months you're you're going to be making thousands of dollars and if you are for some reason making that much money don't take that money and then go do something, go on a vacation or whatever, yeah. like reinvest your money. Cause if you're able to like reinvest it, then you can keep going and going and going. So don't mm-hmm. think about taking out a profit for like at least the first year, just, just keep reinvesting to building your business up, which I think that's something that like a lot of people do is they invest some money into a product or into their actual inventory. Yeah. And then they take out profits way too, too quick. And then that's why they're not able to, um, actually scale. scale. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because I've had calls with guys who tell me like, Hey bro, uh, like, uh, how much profit should I be taking already? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, what? I didn't, I didn't even take a profit to like quit. And that's only because I needed to pay bills now. So, mm-hmm. so I went I know. two years with that. Yeah. Like, I know. I went like the first year I didn't I didn't I didn't take nothing out but then the pandemic happened and then I got fired from my job during the pandemic oh, so sorry. I so like I kind of had to supplement mm. like my actual, actual actual thing but the minute I was able to get like another job I started going back and like throwing more money into my yeah. business what um what are your plans for um like your future your like your future plans with um Amazon do you want to get like a warehouse do you do you want to do private labeling like what do you want to do yeah, so I mean, I've always wanted a warehouse since I started this, you know, because I watch like watch me Amazon and some yeah. of the stuff he be doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, someone like him really motivated me to really want to do something like that. And even right now, yeah, that's something that I definitely want long term. Uh, I'm hoping to get maybe even just a small warehouse next year. Hopefully, uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, long term, just get a warehouse, uh, outsource as much of the business that I don't need to be doing, like prepping. Uh, I already outsourced the sourcing, so that's right. good. Uh, if I can just outsource more of the prepping, I will probably take myself out of the business almost completely mm-hmm. uh, to where I'm just buying the inventory right. and just doing that, really. Right. That's and actually so, my, my goal also is to where I can just have it running without me. And the only thing I have to do is probably, probably like authorized buying. Like, yeah, buy that. Don't buy this. Don't buy that. Um, yeah. Once once you get to that point, do you want to move into like some other avenue of making money? Like, do you do you have like any goals outside of Amazon? You know, I've never thought of that because I've been so focused on Amazon that like I've, I've really wanted to scale this to as much as I can. But right. yeah, I mean, I had to talk with someone else who would show me about like real estate and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I might get into something like that, you know, because I already do like some stock investing on the side. And- okay. I did some crypto, but I pulled all that money out. Right yeah, crypto's not doing too, too good right, right now. How were you able to work your regular job? And Because that's one of the main things that I get is, mm-hmm. oh, I have a regular job. I have a family. I don't have time to start a, a business like Amazon. So how were you able to do that? Yeah, those people, uh, I hate to say it, but you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, though. I, have a fa- I had a family during that time. Mm-hmm. I worked a full-time job. Mm-hmm. You know, my job is, uh, it, it's funny because- I tell people my last job was actually working for a distributor, which is oh. funny. <laughs> okay. So, and so, you know, working there, we worked 
10 hours minimum, 12, 14. There were times when we wouldn't get out till 6, 7. Like, I would wake up at 4.20 in the morning, mm-hmm. and there'd be times where we wouldn't get out to, like, 6, 5, 7 or so. Oh, wow. And, and you know, as, uh, especially during last year with supply chain issues and uh, worker shortages, they started giving us more days to work, so we had less days off, actually, which really sucked. So, yeah, I mean, I would literally just do it after work. Uh, I would be on my laptop sourcing all the way to like 11, 12 a.m. at night. So I would only get like four hours of sleep. And yeah, I mean, there'd be times where I wouldn't be able to see the fam sometimes. Or sometimes they'd come with me and pick up some OA orders that we had Mm -hmm. to, you know. Mm -hmm. We'll go straight after work, pick them up, and just, you know, go pick up from Walmart or Target or something. So, I mean, it just, it really comes down to how bad you want it. If you're making excuses that your family doesn't let you or your job doesn't let you, I mean, if you're on Instagram, then <laughs> uh, what time is that doing then? I mean, that's actually one of the things that I say when somebody tells me, oh, I don't have the time to um, watch. Um, no, I don't have the time to, um, to start an Amazon business. The first thing mm-hmm. I say is go to your phone, go to your settings, go to your app usage and tell me how much time are you on Amazon? Or how much time are you on you? I mean, not on Amazon. How much time uh, are you on Instagram? How much time are you on Netflix? That two hours a night, that's two hours that you could use sourcing. Yeah. Or that's two hours that you could use packing. You do have time. It's just that most people are in their comfort zone and mm-hmm. they don't want to get out of that comfort zone. So it sounds better to put these, um, oh, I don't have the time to do it. That's why I'm not doing it. Instead yeah. of just saying I'm lazy or maybe I don't want it that much. And I'm actually exactly. comfortable or I'm actually comfortable in my position. I'm comfortable in my position of, of complaining to actually change it. Is it everything? Is it what you thought it was going to be from when you first started and you were working full time to now not working full time and running your Amazon business? Is it what you thought it was going to be? Or is it different? Is it harder? Is it, do you think it's harder now being your own boss than having a job? Uh, Yeah. So it actually was what I thought it would be, which is what I wanted, you know, the free luxury of time of being able to wake up whenever you want eat whenever you want, you know, spend time with the kids whenever you want, Mm -hmm. uh, work whenever you want. So yeah, it definitely was exactly what I expected. Uh, You know, and depending on your goals with Amazon, you know, like I want to keep scaling. So as I keep scaling, it does get harder. You know, it does uh, require more work, more time. But again, that's why I'm going to try to outsource most of that to lessen that. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely what it was though when I first started it. And yeah, I mean, as long as you go for what you want out of this business, you will get it for sure. So Oscar, do me a favor and tell the people where they can connect with you at if they want to get in touch with you. Yeah, so my main spot really is Instagram, honestly. So you can reach me here, Oscar Martinez underscore 817. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been a fake account of me with an extra underscore. So congratulations, because once you get a fake account, then you know that you're doing something big. So congratulations. Yeah. That's what I told my wife too. <laughs> I was like, damn. Um, I'm going to have all your links in the description below. I really appreciate you um, hopping on the Zoom with me and talking to some of my and talking to my subscribers about Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And thanks for joining me. Yeah. I really hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of the Amazon Hustle.